Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our virtual chat on the 2022 market commentary. So I think this is a pretty timely um, virtual chat because I think everybody kind of wants to know, are we in a session or will we be? What are some insights from the past experience? And is this a time for opportunity? So we're going to have a very informative um, virtual chat this morning with our guest speaker, Pam Prime. Things not changing. One moment. Oh. So before we get into that, let's introduce uh, Keystone Financial Readiness Strategies. This is our educational and informational platform of Keystone, and we're really hoping to simplify complex financial strategies. So our virtual chats are now honed under Keystone Financial Readiness Strategies. And our guest speaker today is none other than our own Pam Prime, and Pam has 19 years of experience as a financial advisor. Most recently, she got her FINRA Series 7, so she can also do trades as well as her 63 and 65. She's also a National Social Security Advisor Certificate holder. So for those of you who have Social Security and have questions, she's a great place to start and get your questions answered without having to wait on hold with Social Security Administration. Pam will go ahead and do that for you. <laughs> so she's a local resident here, been married 42 years, has three children, eight great grandchildren. And we're curious to hear what she has to say today about the market. Welcome, Miss Pam. Thank you. I think we need to do the disclosure since you are our speaker today. Um, yes. from, from Keystone Capital. Our disclosure is that this is really informational. We're not trying to sell you anything. If there's any information you hear today, we you know, advise you to talk to your own uh, tax and legal professionals. But if you want more clarification, be happy to call us here and we can kind of go over whatever it is you need to know. All right. With that, Ms. Pam, I'll let you take it away. Question of the day. Yeah. So are <laughs> we in a recession? This is something that uh, we get asked all the time. And really, it depends on who you ask. It feels like a recession to me, but I'm going to read the definition the official definition of a recession, it can be defined as a sustained period of weak or negative growth in real GDP uh, output that is accompanied by a significant rise in unemployment rate. And many other indicators of economic activity are weak during a recession. So if you ask me that, it, it feels like, yeah, we're, we're in a bit of recession. But technically, Though the economy has sputtered in 2022, it's certainly been resilient. And according to a traditional definition, the U.S. is not currently in a recession. And this was from November 2nd, so um, pretty recent. The conventional benchmark has been two consecutive quarters of generally slowing economic that defines a recession. So I guess technically we're not. But I've been in this industry for 20 years, and it kind of has all the same feels as what's been going on. But we'll talk about that. So if you've been looking at your statement lately, you're probably wondering, you know, is this ever going to end? What, what's going on here? So recently, our broker dealer, J.W. Cole, held their annual symposium, and they bring together a lot of the um, experts in the field of money management and market economics, and they share their insights with um, the advisors. And so we put together some of the highlights and that we thought would be helpful for you to hear. And again, the question, are we in a session? Some say we're close. We may still have some more volatility to get through, but we pretty much are where we are. And so we're going to uh, um, look into that just a little bit more. 
One of my favorite charts, and if you've ever been in here, I always pull this out, is called the Guide to the Markets. And I think this is so interesting because I don't know if you can see my pointer on here, but if we go over to the bottom left where it says 96, that's in the year 1996. Good, Susan, if you'll follow me up. And um, this is a bull market as it goes up. And then there was a bear market as it comes down in the 2001, two and three, we remember that. And then we had another bull market run up. And then we all remember 2007, eight and nine. Those, that was a pretty brutal time. And then as you see, we had this long bull market and I'm really tired of the, the word unprecedented. It just reminds me of what we've been all been going through the last, um, three years, but we had this long bull market that I don't think we, I think it was about 11 years. And then we hit COVID. And COVID, as you can see, we dropped 32%. And that all happened within about a two-week period and actually five days of that two-week period. The market has been down more. If you kind of look back at 2008, you'll see it was down 57%. And if you swing back up to the, the COVID drop, it dropped 34%, but it's never dropped that far that fast. So that was really, it, it took our breath away at that time. And I remember um, being in here in the office and I pulled up my phone and checked the market. And in one day, it dropped 3,000 points. Now, in my 20 years, I have never experienced that before. And, and it, it, that was pretty gut-wrenching. But if you can see when we bottomed out on March 23rd, see how quickly it recovered. So it's never gone down that fast and it has not recovered that quickly. So if anybody was feeling all the, that panic at, in March 23rd and decided to get out, look what they missed. And so that's why one of the, the reasons of that we as advisors, we try to just keep people calm and from jumping off the cliff because you don't want to be, if you've sustained that loss, you don't want to be out of the market when it recovers. And so then we climbed all the way back up to June of, uh, or June, January 22. And we thought, wow, this is going to be a good way to start the year. And then it began for us. And we've had a continual uh, volatility and a downward trend some ups and downs, but this has been a difficult time because if you really look back at it, taking out the COVID um, crisis that we had, it's been a good 13 years since we've really had a sustained period of time where we've, we've lost. And we all know that's a normal part of the market, but I just like people to be able to look at this from this 30,000 view, 30,000 foot view and see where we're at and, and uh, how we got here and what we think we're gonna be looking at moving forward. There is some good news. And uh, a lot of people, something that's very common is for them to have a 60-40 portfolio or reverse, but that's 60% equity and 40% bond. And in the past, bonds would be the safe place to be so that when the equities struggled, the bonds would normally hold the portfolio at least steady. But with the Fed setting their interest rate at 0% during the pandemic, bonds just had nowhere to go. 
And again, that word I dislike is unprecedented, but we had, um, we had bonds declining to a 42-year low. And I know some bonds were down 10, 15, a little bit more percent. And I have not experienced that as an advisor in, in all of my time. So back in 2008, it was the equities that really struggled, but it seemed like it was the bonds that, you know, you could at least go to for some cover at that point. But our managers are looking and finding opportunities in high quality bonds now that should protect you and be beneficial in your allocation as you go forward. So um, go ahead, Susan. Bond yields are more attractive today. That's some of the good news. So if you look in this chart, you can see the different sectors of bonds. And if you look a year ago at what their yield was, versus what it is today. So there is some income opportunity with the bonds. And now that they are down and lower, it's, a, it's not a bad time if you've got some um, cash on the side to maybe buy into these bonds while they are low because they will, they will gain back. And so that's one of the opportunities that we are looking at. Some of the insights from past experience um, so the market is connected a little bit politically. We wish maybe it wasn't, but around midterms, it's very common for the market to um, go negative or be negative or have a drawdown. So if you look at past performance following a presidential cycle, and particularly midterms, um, this year it was down 13.4. The next year it was up 10 down 19, up 31, down 11, up 17. You're doing a good job following me, Susan. And down 13 and, you know, up 23. So if history is any indication, we might be looking for, you know, we might be looking at some growth, some opportunity as we get, get through this, if we can ever decide where the midterm election lands for sure, so. And I guess I'm speaking from the world famous, infamous Maricopa County that we're, we are broadcasting from. So that's all been very interesting here. But uh, so with challenges come opportunities and there are there any opportunities to make up this loss. Normally in a portfolio, we'll tell people that, you know, you kind of just want to stay the course, even if you've gone down, if you've been in some funds that have performed poorly, normally those funds that perform poorly will perform just um, have really good performance on the other side. So if you perform, if you've been in something that performed poorly and you get into something that is a little less conservative where you feel comfortable, you may not get the return in that more conservative investment that you would if you would have stayed in where you sustained the loss. But um, some of the professionals are saying that we are underweighting in internationals and emerging markets and staying focused on US companies, which I think has been the trend. And the good news is that um, since we've been much less weighted in international, um, you may see in the near term some of that additional rebalancing as well. So we also look for that as an opportunity. We are watching Europe. We know that they're facing hard times and 
very likely have an energy crisis if they aren't already that could lead them into a recession. We've got China with their no COVID policy. We've got things going on there. They're in a recession to the mass closing of towns and companies and they're trying to produce goods. And of course there's Ukraine and the food and energy conditions that plague the world. So uh, it's just a, a period of unrest. And I was really thinking about this being back through the uh, 2001, two and three and the 2008 um, markets. And it seemed like those were very difficult, but maybe what we're going through through now, I think is dealing with our psyche a little bit more because not only do we have the financial unrest, but we've got political things going on like we've never seen before. We've got, there's just a lot more emotion and um, people are, are disagreeing. There's, and so we've got a lot more of that going on that we're dealing with in our, in our heads and our hearts. And then we've also been through COVID. And I was thinking three years ago, because December of 19, I was in New York City, and it was in 20, January 2020 when the whole COVID thing out. It's been three solid years of really difficult emotional things, plus the, uh, you know, the, fi the financial things that we're going through. So I think we need to not beat up ourselves if we're we're feeling this unrest and and difficult times e emotionally and and even physically we've gone through a lot how deep is your loss that makes me think of the bg song how deep is your love and i wish we could talk about that but you know we're we're so um you know we have experienced losses before and they do come back. And so one of our favorite sayings that we have here at Keystone, and it's from our, our great uh, the other co-founder and great friend, Kim Dyer. She is always saying, stay the course with clients, whether it's tasks around the office or different things. You know, she's always, it's one of Kim's phrases that we love around here and it's stay the course. And so Let's look at some different markets and how long or different time periods and how, what the market has really lost during that point and how long it was hard and how long it took it to recuperate. So back in 1973, 74, I was in high school and um, the S&P was down 48%. The length of that bear market was 21 months and it took 69 months for it to recover. Back in 1980, I was married in April of 80. Um, we had a 27% decline. It was a period of 20 hard months and it only took three months to recover. So take a moment and just kind of look at each one of these date periods and how long the market was down and how long it took it to recover. And so in January of uh, 22, as we come down to the bottom, uh, we're looking at maybe 22% at the time this slide was uh, done. How long do you think to think it will take us to recover? I don't think it's going to be as long as it has taken in the past, but the, the good news is it has always recovered. So the benefit of investing during, draw, during market drawdowns, one of the opportunities that we have here is those of you who might have a 401k or a systematic deposit that you are always putting in and investing in the market, 
when the market is down, you have an opportunity to buy like what we call it's on sale. Women always love something that's on sale. And when you can buy when the market is down, you have an opportunity when it does recover to, to actually um, gain more. And so a down market can be a very good opportunity for those of you who are continuing to invest and still on that accumulation period. And so then that's another opportunity that is presented at this time to just continue to buy. Or if you've got cash waiting on the side, it, you know, it presents an, an op, a buying opportunity as well. You know, a lot of times I get calls and people are, you know, should I stay out? Should I get on the side? And there's not one right answer for everybody. Normally, it's about just staying in the market and not trying to time it. Everyone's situation is different. But as if you think back on the um, guide to the markets chart where we looked at the COVID um, drop and how quickly the market dropped, and a lot of people are, you know, I've just got to get out. I can't stand this. But staying fully invested, normally when the market does come back, you will, um, you'll benefit from staying invested, even though it's painful. If you missed um, the five best days of market recovery, if you were out compared to this 8.7, then, you know, this is just an example, but, you know, you missed out, you, you'd get about 6.8%. If you missed the 10, uh, that just 10 days of recovery, you know, it drops you to 5.6. If you're out those 20 best days of recovery, you know, it drops you to 3.6. So as you can see, um, if you have the, the stomach for it, and uh, this is what your advisors are for, is to uh, guide you through that. Um, it normally, people will have better returns by just writing it out, by staying the course, like our dear Kim says. Emotions don't, and investing don't mix well. This is kind of just another slide that points out that, you know, consumer sentiment is near the 2008 lows. People are troubled right now. They're troubled with their statements. They're troubled with what's going on in the um, United States and in the world. And they're troubled about uh, the, our physical well-being. It seems like COVID is back again. Um, I had my second bout of it. And I know my kids are in there. Um, you know, they've I've got three grandkids and a daughter who's got COVID again today. And it's like, when is this thing, you know, is it ever going to go away or is it just part of the new normal? But um, when sentiments are in troughs, returns are six times better than, you know, when we feel good. So when it is down, when we do get those return, it's a, you know, six times the euphoria we get. Since uh, 1942, the average bull market lasts about 4.4 years with a cumulative total return of 155 while the average bear market lasts about 11.3 months. So it's, it's kind of an emotional game and that's what we're here for to um, help you through. And it's interesting because I was just out at the Sun City Investment Club and that, that's a pretty interesting group to speak to because you've got 
a lot of former advisors there. You've got CPAs, you've got CFPs, you've got money managers. You've got people who have just done really well in the market and they, they are out there in this investment club. So to speak to them can be a little bit intimidating because they're very opinionated, but it's a fun group. But I put the guide to the markets chart up and I said, I really respect all the experience that you have and your thoughts. I said, describe this last year with one word to me. Give me one word. And I got uh, disturbing. I got unnecessary. I got distraughtful. And I got expected. One gentleman perspective was his perspective was this is expected. This is all part of the market. It's just that we haven't felt it for so long. And again, I would have we I would add we have other troubles on our mind, too. So I thought that was an interesting perspective and perspective. And they're just like, again, stay the course. Um, the, the U.S. Ex equity markets, the equities have entered a bear market territory, which usually happens about every six years. So if we look over here, normally we have about three corrections a year of 5%. And we have about one correction a year of 10%. And we have one correction every fifth, or of more than 15% every three years. And we have a correction of 20% about once every six years. So again, but with this batting average, the calendar years, 73.7% .7 of the time still end up positive. So um, again, just because we haven't felt this for a while, if you think back from 2008 up to COVID, um, this has been kind of the norm. So when the uh, gentleman at the Sun City Investment Club said it's expected, I feel like he was right. It's uncomfortable, but again, this is all part of the market. So key takeaways, for a lot of you, you're still receiving dividends and you've got those coming in. And in the bond sector, those have been increasing. And reinvesting in securities that are priced more reasonably right now than they were a year ago. So this will be good when the recovery begins. And it's not if it begins, it's when it begins. And those statements reflect losses. Remember that last the previous year you had some guy, uh, some high term had high gain returns. So, you know, looking at the long-term averages uh, don't always measure from the most recent high water. Again, from Keystone, stay the course. Now is not really the time to change the course. Hang in there. Let us help you work along the way. And remember your long-term strategy. When, not if things do recover, we want to explore how this made, your, made you feel. And once we do have a recovery, maybe when that's the time to alter things a little bit. But when they're going through this storm, um, you know, just kind of hunker down. It's interesting. Um, we were talking one day about snowstorms and how cattle will turn away and try to beat the storm. And a buffalo will just hunker down, put his head down, and he'll go right through the storm. And that's, that's 
you know, what we are here to help our clients do is to get through this. So recession, not recession, it's, it's interesting. And um, I just heard a report because this is what makes it, you know, difficult on our part too, is we're hearing all different things from all different sides. I saw something where um, last week, J, or JP Morgan was predicting about 7.2% overall gain for 2023. And if you talk to Goldman Sachs, they put out a report that says we are heading in for another negative year. So you've got two different experts with two different opinions. And it's true. We don't, I don't know what's ahead, but we know that our clients have that foundation to be able to withstand whatever it is. Again, for those of you taking income from your portfolio, um, hopefully many of you have other buckets from some of the fixed investments that you can take income from, such as fixed annuities or cash or money markets that you may want to pull for the short term. Because where this um, a market like this can cause you a real point of pain is if you are taking a distribution from an investment that is going down. So hopefully whoever you're working with has been able to help you and set up for you to take from another um, bucket, as we would say, that you don't have to uh, be taking a distribution from an investment that is um, experiencing a loss at this time. So again, it might be a good opportunity if you're sitting on some cash to get into the market, you can call us. We would have some, you know, might have some suggestions for you. And remember, cash is a really good hedge at times like this. So you want to keep at least six months of expenses reserved for emergencies. And again, a good thought from Carice Slaughter. That staying the course, that is, it warms my heart because it, again, it's something that Kim says a lot. And that's, a, that's kind of our motto at Keystone, uh, staying the course. So at Keystone, we work on five different pillars, five different areas, because we really focus on the distribution phase of retirement. We say we're retirement planning specialists, and I think that makes us different from a lot of financial advisors. Um, a lot of them are stock uh, brokers, and they're picking the hottest stock or, um, you know, what's going to be the next um, Apple stock or whatever it might be. Well, when it comes to the distribution phase, we also can help you accumulate to that point. But I think where our niche is, is in that the, the distribution phase where we work on income planning. We also work on your investment planning. We work on tax, tax mitigation. What's going to help you? We work real close with your, your tax advisor in helping you. And we work with the healthcare. We don't do Medicare, we don't write healthcare plans, but we have some really good strategic partners that we work with in helping you. And then of course, something near and dear to our heart, especially lately, is your legacy planning. Do you have your emergency documents in place? Do you have a will or a trust that is going to help you um, in this situation that's maybe gonna catch you um, off guard or by surprise? So I think by working in these five different areas with your tax planner, with your um, insurance person, with your legacy, your attorney, that so we can make sure that 
all of your advisors on your team are rowing for you in the same direction. We feel like that's really, really important. And so when we come through these difficult markets, when we come through these difficult times, that you really know that you have that strong foundation in place and and you're going to get through it. And you've got all these important areas that are set up that are working in, in your behalf at the same time. Wow, that was a lot of information, Ms. Pam. It was good, though. It's, it's, it was kind of good to kind of hear from your perspective. So um, before we wrap up for the day, I want to know if we have any questions from our attendees. Anything you want more clarification on? And, and you can always get in touch with us for something mm -hmm. that's specific uh, right. to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to probably call you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. Lori, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you? I just, okay. uh, I, I sneezed a couple of times, so I had to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Take a little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. No, no problem. All right. Any so questions? again, yeah, feel free to reach out to us and uh, I'll let Susan wrap it up. I think uh, Dan, I was getting off mute, so maybe you had a question for us. No, I didn't, no questions. I just want to say thanks. I appreciate your insights. I'll, uh, I'll try to be a buffalo, but not one of those lazy cows. <laughs> Lazy cows, right? But that's yeah. And oh, by the way, when uh, Kim gets back, if there's anything up here in uh, in the snow up in Cheyenne that uh, um, she may need help with, just slip me a note. Absolutely, we will. We will stay in really close touch with her friends and family. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. We Thanks. do. We do have a handout that has the summary of our presentation today. If you'd like a copy of that, just go ahead and send us an email. We'll get that out to you. Send it to team at keystonegroupaz.com. We'll get that right out to you. And we want to thank you for attending and remind you we have a brand new uh, website for keystonestrategiesaz.com. It has a great video uh, library. For those of you who don't like to read, you can watch some little videos uh, and get some insights and information there. If there's no other questions, I want to thank you all for attending today and know that we'll be sending this out to you in an email. We look forward to yeah. Oh, sorry, Susan. Go ahead. Stay the course. All right. Everybody have a good holiday. Bye now. <laughs>